so you know how we usually go to Chick-fil-A like once every week or so? Yeah. You told me something recently that I found very surprising. Yeah. I got chicken strips instead of chicken nuggets. Last time I went, I was by myself. And I am a believer now that chicken strips are way better than the chicken nuggets. So that's your go-to item now? For sure. Hands down. Usually I get a sandwich and chicken nuggets because mm-hmm. uh, I feel like the chicken nuggets isn't enough for me to, to eat, mm-hmm. even though I always regret having both later. But uh, Re- Regret eating 2,500 <laughs> calories in one. Plus the sitting. fries and the sweet tea. And the milkshake. It's all of it added on. <laughs> but yeah, the chicken strips, um, I thought it was just going to be like a bigger chicken nugget, but mm-hmm. it's not. And you know that because yeah, you worked there. It's a, it's yeah, its own it's, thing. It's like a totally different flavor. And I think it's way better. So, since you've said that, I've gone to Chick-fil-A three times. Uh-huh. First time I ordered the spicy strips, which is new. Have you tried the spicy strips? No, but I can't do spicy. That's right. You're a baby. Just, Justin doesn't like spicy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, the spicy strips, and then the second time I got the regular strips, mm-hmm. and then this third time, yesterday, I got spicy strips again. Just, You're converting. Just to prepare for this podcast. <laughs> and do you have your own thoughts? And my verdict is I think you may be right. I am right. <laughs> <laughs> it all started because I watched um, John B. Christ, the the comedian. Is it John mm-hmm. B. Christ? John yeah. Christ? Yeah. He does a video on the strips versus the nuggets as like a comedic kind of thing. Uh, but he does a lot of research like going into it. And he actually weighs it all out. Weighs, weighs, the, out weighs the each nuggets. chicken nugget, weighs out each chicken strip, and he comes to the conclusion solely based off of if you're looking at what's the cheapest option to get the most food, the chicken strip per ounce gets you better on your dollar. This is the better is the better like deal. So <laughs> I was like, all right, well, uh, I guess I'll try it, save some money, maybe. Well, not really save money, but if I'm gonna pay the money for chick chicken nuggets and chicken strips, and chicken strips are like like ten cents cheaper or something. No, the strips are more expensive. Yes, but you get more for your money. And I haven't been since I told you that. I haven't been to Chick-fil-A yet. But I will get chicken strips next time I go. The marinade, whatever they do, there's like a flavor. The meat is like reddish looking. Yeah, it's got like a tangy. Yeah, and it's not even like white though. Like the meat in the chicken Mm. nugget is white it looks like. You know, like a white chicken nugget. Maybe it's a different part of the chicken. Yeah, but I think the marinade does something. Yeah, like yeah. It I think it, it's definitely marinade. Yeah, it's like a pinkish color or something. Like when I bit into it, I remember thinking, man, it's not white, but man, it was so good. The spicy I, was really good. Should have picked some of my way over here. So one of my observations from having the strips over the nuggets is that with the nuggets, my beloved honey roasted barbecue mm. sauce is the star. The nuggets are are the perfect delivery system for honey roasted barbecue sauce. So you think the honey roasted barbecue sauce makes the chicken nugget? Yes. The 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 nuggets don't have anything to compete with the sauces. It's it's perfectly complementary to the sauces. Uh-huh. But you're saying the sauce is the best part of the meal. The flavor from the sauce <laughs> is the star. Of, of the, the meal. whole meal. Yes. Okay. That's why I put the honey roasted barbecue on the fries, on the sandwich. Sprinkle it into the milkshake. Yeah, but you put like regular honey on your McDonald's french fries. And it's delicious. Okay. 
So my only observation is I feel like with the chicken strips, the sauce is no longer the star. Because you got the wrong sauce. What's your sauce? I mix uh, half Chick-fil-A, half buffalo and the one thing. Chick-fil-A is a cheap imitation <laughs> of honey roasted barbecue, and they know it. Yeah, but do you pay extra for the honey roasted barbecue? No. But you can't get it. Well, you still have to ask for it. It's like yes for any other sauce. Yeah. I always say, can I have five honey roasted barbecue, please? I know use, how many I need. use all five every time. I know how many I need. <laughs> yeah, I've seen you do it there on your little... The problem is four might be enough in most scenarios, but then you're squirting it out like onto the paper, uh-huh. and uh, then you're scraping it off of the paper. And I don't want it to end up with like little chunks of paper. Chunks of paper. Don't you do something else interesting with it? Like you, you like put it in a really interesting circle, Depending, like perfect, and then you like put something else in there too. So if I get nuggets, uh, and I tried it with the strips too, I'll I'll make a big circle. A big circle, like a donut of honey roasted barbecue sauce. And in the middle of the donut, I'll fill it with honey. That way, especially with the spicy strip, I found a little bit of honey on the spicy. You got a little sweet and spicy. Mm, sounds good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Do you sweat when you eat the spicy chicken? No, but I'm not a baby. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but I only do that if I'm getting something I'm dipping. Uh-huh. Otherwise, I'll uh, just make a big pile of honey roasted barbecue. And dip your sandwich into it? I'll usually put some on the sandwich. And dip? And then dip the sandwich. You can never have too much sauce. No. No pickles. (laughs) No pickles. (laughs) The worst that they have. I know. And even if you accidentally order it without pickles, and then you... Take them off. Take them off. There's still that briny, pickly flavor. And the the bread's a little soggy underneath the pickle. And the, and the outside of the chicken breast is a little, like, mushy. And pro tip, as somebody that's worked in Chick-fil-A, uh, same thing goes for, like, McDonald's. McDonald's, they'll make a few cheeseburgers and just have them sitting there. But if you order it, like, plain... Special, you, they have to you, make it. You get a brand new, fresh... Is that how it is at Chick-fil-A? Ma- yeah, so they'll, they'll have uh, several chicken sandwiches already sitting there, you know, as they're cooking them, they've uh-huh. probably only been sitting there for five minutes, but, but yeah. order with no pickles, and they don't even slot it on the normal thing. They, like, send it through the side. I agree with McDonald's, too. That's what I always do is you have to change something. That yep. way it's not just sitting there. Yep, you got to change it up to get it fresh. Culver's, they make it fresh every time. Every time. They, like, make you pull up if you're in the drive-thru because you have to wait for it to get ready. Yep. And that's why Culver's is $15. It's <laughs> <laughs> delicious, though. All right, welcome back to the Two Justins podcast, a show where Justin and Justin talk about your topics that you send in or ones that we think of ourselves. Yeah. We talk about Seinfeld. Every time. And that's just about it. How are you doing today, Justin? I'm doing good, man. I think we got some follow-up from a previous podcast where you wanted to know who took off their ring every single night. I did. And we what did we up, find out? We put up a Twitter poll. Uh, we put up an Insta poll. And overwhelmingly, I'm in the minority. Yeah, I feel like way more people could just keep it on all the time. It was 13% of people that answered the poll, which was like 20 people. Yeah. I don't know how many people that is. I don't know. There's it's, probably, like th- it's like three people. There's probably a quarter person. We're, we're <laughs> dividing people into pieces. Uh, 
Yeah, like 13% of people take it off. Oh, take it off, yeah. And 87% of people leave it on all of the time. Like, never take it off. I didn't know how unique I was. Yeah, so has it changed your... No. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't change your mind? No. You should just try for a little bit. Just just leave it on overnight and see what happens. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like since you've been married and come back, there's been a handful of times where you just forget it on accident. It's true. And then maybe that wouldn't happen. Not that it matters, but... I mean, maybe it does matter. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a line you're trying to toe there. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't... I don't feel like it's a problem that I need to solve. Uh Uh-huh. And... Does Katie take her... She does take hers off. She does take hers off. And maybe it's something to do with, like, my finger shape. Like, look at the way that it's, like, indenting around my finger... Yeah, like maybe it's too small. Well, but my knuckles don't stick out very much, so it doesn't really go have much to go past. I see what you mean. So, so are you more afraid of like losing it? Is that why you just losing don't? the ring? Yeah, like in your sleep. No, it just feels more comfortable. It's like taking a shower at the end of the day. <laughs> like, oh, work day is done. Take, Take off the off. ring. Yeah. Okay. Well, you just do you, man. <laughs> It's like taking off a belt. You just. Oh, taking off your belt always feels so good, though. I know. Or taking off your shoes. I kind of like wearing my shoes like late into the day. Yeah. Or, or like, I feel like I would be the type of person to have house shoes that I wore around the house exclusively. Yeah, you're almost like a never nude. It's just a (laughs) (laughs) never bare, never bare, never barefoot. Yeah. So, but I also sit at my desk and like wear a sweater and this, that's my relaxing time. Like yesterday I took off my shoes at the very end of the day, my Converse, my high tops. Mm. And those are the best, the best shoes to take off because they're so constricting on your feet. Yeah. And I notice every time I take them off, my feet are like white, like this table. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, dang, they're like super white right now. I have no blood in my feet. (laughs) But yeah. Well, see, maybe that, that's. The difference, maybe my shoes that I wear are so comfortable that mm-hmm. I, I... Just leave them on all the time. Just leave them on. Yeah, I see that. Under Armour, Sling Red. <laughs> I need some. They're comfy. Speaking of shoes, and not... Well, not really speaking of shoes, but socks in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one of my friends, a Justin, another Justin, texted me today and said, Hey, tell the other Justin... That you can get socks, sock subscriptions online. And they send you like different pairs of socks like once a month that are like different brands, hmm. different types. So and I, I don't know I don't know what kind of subscription. He just texted me that and said, Hey, you know, like tell the other guy that you can get sock subscription because <laughs> he must have listened to our very first yeah. podcast about our very first episode about socks. Your infatuation with uh, nice socks. So I wonder if they if the sock subscriptions, because the thing that I have hard, a hard time finding is most of the time I want to wear ankle socks, especially during the summer. And normally the sock subscriptions are like full length socks with designs and patterns in it. Yep. But I want ankle socks with designs and patterns in it. You wear ankle socks in the summer, even with pants? Yeah. It's hot out there. I don't need, I don't need more padding around my leg. Doesn't it feel weird having, like, your jeans touch your ankles? 
No. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my only thought. I, I always have to, if I'm wearing jeans, I have to wear long socks. I can't I know wear ankle you, socks. I know you always wear long always. socks. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't, uh, I'm totally fine with that. The other thing with, with it is, and you're a hairy man as well. That's right. <laughs> uh, the leg hairs feel all like matted down at the end of the day of In wearing long socks. socks. Yeah. Yeah, like they're all like pushed tight to your leg. And I got like sensitive skin. Like I, I, I was wearing like a Band-Aid and like I, I've got a rash that's been there for like four days from the Band-Aid. It's like my newborn baby. Put yeah. a Band-Aid on her, it messes up her skin. I know. It's so like I can't be, be just shoving socks all over the place willy-nilly. But if you buy your nice socks, it probably wouldn't be an issue. Maybe. I just want some designs and some ankle socks. This is going to be yeah. a recurring thing. <laughs> A plea out to the yeah, I don't people think I, of the world. I don't think I've ever seen ankle socks that are, like, designed. Like, I, like besides just, like, stripes or something. They're almost always women's socks. Yeah. So, I'm for real. If anybody out there has a solution to my sock problems. Please, let us know. Let me know. We need to open up a P.O. box where people can send <laughs> socks with cool designs. I will post on Instagram pictures of me wearing your socks if you buy me socks. That'd be the best Instagram post. Just your foot with a sock on. <laughs> Look at these socks. These are nice. I should I should create a whole Instagram rating socks. So since our last episode as well, I've had many people come and tell me. Confide in you. Confide, yes. There's some of us out there. We need to remain together. Uh, that they are sitters as well for the same reasons because they're, you know, whatever. Their mother or father, their parents were extra in the cleaning area. So I think I just wanted to share that, that I'm not in the minority. Like you're in the minority with your ring. There are people out there that sit just like I do. I, I think you might still be in the <laughs> minority. But what we've created here is a, a safe place for sitters. Yeah. If you're a sitter out there, <laughs> you can you can come, you can hang out here. No judgment here for <laughs> sitting down. Yeah, continue to let us know. We need to know how many of us are out there. Well, not us, because you're not. Yeah. But me. I like to know I'm not the only one. So, speaking of being a sitter, we talked last time about uh, a video. I couldn't quite remember the details. Yeah. A video where it told you how to find the best toilet in a public restroom situation. Where you have multiple toilets to choose from. Yep. So we went and watched the video. We mm-hmm. put the link in the previous show description. I'll put it in this one too. Yeah. So if you want to pause it and watch the video real quick. It's a good video. The conclusion was that you need to look in a little over a third of the toilets. Yeah, 37% to be exact. And then choose the next best toilet that's better from what you've seen before. Yes. And that will uh, give you the highest percentage of picking the best possible toilet out of all of them that are there. Yep. So if you had 100 toilets to choose from, you'd have to look through 37 of them and then pick the next possible one. Or in our situation where maybe you're walking out of a movie theater and there's like four toilets. Or maybe it's a big movie theater. Maybe it's 10. Let's say it's okay. 10. A long line of 10 toilets. Or maybe you're a lady and they're all toilets. Yeah, and you got 20. And you got 20. Yeah. But so you walk in, there's 10 stalls. You're the first person out of the movie theater. There's a big line behind you. You have to go quick yeah. to make your decision. 
you're not going to go for a urinal because you're a sitter and you listen to this podcast. That's right, bro. So as you're walking down, open one, open two, open three, open four, and just examine as you're walking by what those look like what and then think? open the next the next best one that you see. That compares to the past four. Compared to those past four, that's the one you sit. That's right. And that should be the best, almost likely the best toilet in there. That's your best chance yeah. at quickly finding the best toilet. Yeah. So there's hope for sitters. There's hope. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle is not real anymore because you can definitely find a clean toilet. <laughs> All right, let's uh, quickly move on to our Seinfeld time. The jacket. The jacket. <laughs> I think that's the exact title of uh, the episode. Season two, episode three. Yeah. The jacket. And uh, I particularly like this episode. Yeah. I thought it was really good. And especially because a lot of it takes place in one room. Mm-hmm. Even though compared to the very first episode of Seinfeld at all, it took place in like two rooms. It just had a different dynamic, yeah. though. It yeah. felt very controlled. Yeah. I guess they went to the bathroom for a little bit too, but in the in the it was all in one setting, yeah. basically one yeah. one location. Yeah, yeah. So Jerry and George are invited to eat dinner with Elaine's father, who is a uh, like a acclaimed author who's written books that people. So he's a famous, like a famous mm-hmm. author, um, and they really don't want to go. But Elaine, like, force, not forces them, but really wants them to attend because she hasn't seen her father in some time. Mm-hmm. And she needs, like, a buffer to talk to him. And we don't, we have not met the father of Elaine up to this point in mm-hmm. the episode. Uh, so we really don't know what he's like. And then uh, Jerry and George show up to where they're supposed to meet Elaine and her father. And Elaine's not there. And Jerry's got his brand new jacket. Suede jacket on. And very early on in the, the episode, he buys this jacket it's expensive, and Very they're expensive. making a big deal about about that. And the inside of it is like a candy store, like pink and white. Pink and white candy stripes. Lining on the inside. Yeah. Um, so they get to the hotel, and the, Elaine's father's there, but Elaine's not there. So they're forced to just get in this dialogue and conversation with this guy they'd never met before. Mm-hmm. And he turns out being just a super, like... Gruff. Yeah, just like, right, like rough around the edges older gentleman yeah Yeah. and uh talks real funny like has like that just like rough voice and elaine doesn't show up for some time uh so really the majority of the episode takes place with george jerry and elaine's father Mm -hmm. in this hotel room sitting on a couch and uh or hotel lobby hotel lobby yeah hotel lobby and until elaine shows up which is later in the episode and And then they decide to go to dinner and Jerry, it's snowing, but he has his new suede jacket jacket on. And he's like, oh, I'll just turn it inside out. Or George, you know, asks him to turn it inside out. So he turns it inside out, but he has that pink and white stripes. Elaine's father doesn't allow allow him to, to leave the hotel. He basically them. says, I, don't, I won't be seen. With my daughter walking down the street <laughs> with a man dressed like that. Yeah. So Jerry's forced to turn it back around and ruin his very expensive suede jacket yep. in the snow. And in the beginning of the episode, he gave away his old jacket to Kramer because Kramer wanted it after he saw him wearing the jacket. 
And then it ends with Kramer taking the Both jackets. <laughs> other jacket. And, and, and Kramer puts on the suede one with all the stains. He's like, oh, I, I actually like it like this. I like the way it looks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. So after I watched the episode, uh, and maybe I'm naive for thinking, but <clears throat> I've never known what suede was. Mm. So I looked it up. I'm assuming you know what it is. It's like a really soft leather. Yeah, it, they're both like leather and suede are both leather. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't know this, but regular leather, like a leather couch, mm-hmm. that, that material is the external part of the skin of a cow. Mm. And the suede is the underside, the flesh side. Oh, and okay. And the, the way they use to make it soft is they do like something to it. So that's the underside of that skin. And or the leather, I don't know if that's all called leather, whatever it is, but yeah, regular leather is the outside, suede is the the inside of that piece. Mm. So that's why it's so much more delicate and soft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never knew that until interesting today. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about from this episode is being alone with friends' parents. <laughs> like I remember one of the first times that. I was alone with a friend's parent, like I needed to go home, be taken home from a friend's house after like a sleepover. And the friend was like still sleeping. And the mom was like, okay, well, I'll just take you. <laughs> and it's like, uh, <laughs> you're like weird. riding alone with your friend's Do you remember mom. remember how old you were? Uh, probably third grade. So even more Fourth awkward grade. than you would have been like in high school. Yeah. It was just, it was weird. <laughs> no conversation probably at all. Yeah. I just remember feeling like it was the longest car ride in the world. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm trying to think of like a time that that happened. I'm sure it did happen. Most recently, the only time I think about is when I was first dating my wife mm. and being with her parents mm-hmm. by myself for like the first time without her being around or present or like going to her house and her like going to jump in the shower and then me having to just hang out with her parents until mm-hmm. we were ready to leave or she was ready to go and just being like always a weird <laughs> just like weird like not knowing what to say it's not like that anymore but you know yeah yeah it's just funny because you have a relationship with one person and then your knowledge of these other people are only through the lens of like that person being present and yeah. as soon as your friend or your wife leaves yeah then it's like oh we only ever talk about like that person (laughs) yeah totally totally weird when that happens uh also uh getting songs stuck in your head yeah when george gets the song from is it less it's it's from les mis yeah yeah yeah. and master uh, of the house yeah Uh, and I just, and at the end of the episode, when they're getting ready to leave the hotel lobby, the dad turns around. He goes, "Pipe down, choir boy." <laughs> to George, <laughs> like the whole episode, just whenever there's like a lull, he's like singing that song. Yeah, and so. then it ends with the dad in in a singing it, yeah. cab singing that song. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I just I think that's funny the way like songs get stuck in your head. Yeah. I've had a song stuck in my head for going on four years because we sang it to my daughter every night as she was going to sleep. And then I sing it now to like Malachi and Luella. Like, so you have it stuck in your head right now? Yeah. It's uh, Bless the Lord, O My Soul. Mm. So Bless the Lord, O My Soul is always in my head. Um, and every- yeah, I've heard you sing that so many times. Oh, and I hum it and yep. I like whistle it. And I sing like the main chorus though. And so yep. like when we put our kids to bed still, like last night I had to put 
or two nights ago, I had to put Malachi to bed, and uh, that's my go-to. Like, right away, that's the first song I sing before going into, like, another song. Yeah. And with Fenway, we did that every single night. So it's been, like, four years of Bless the Lord on My Soul <laughs> by Matt Redman over and over and over yeah. and over and over again. Wow. Do you have a song that's ever stuck in your head? I don't know if I have anything... I feel like I I am constantly having songs stuck in my head, but it's usually something from the weekend because for whatever reason, you know, we've played that song 20 times over the course of three days. Yeah. You know, I've heard it so much that it just, it just gets stuck in my head. I, I, I think for the most part, that's the only music that I end up having stuck in my head. Never anything else. Not really. Occasionally I'll sing songs, but... That just come up? Yeah. But it's not like a song that I can't get out of my head. That's that's usually only one that on like Sunday night I've heard 20 times, 20 times over yeah. the course of the weekend. Another one that's always uh, stuck in my head, it seems, like every time I pick up my guitar at home, mm-hmm. like I pick it up just to play it, the first song I play, as of lately, is Girl by Jukebox the Ghost. Nice. Because I learned it like three months ago. Even though it's played on piano, mm-hmm. not on a guitar, but the chords are so easy that it's like an, what I go to always. Um, and then I catch myself singing it in the shower, nice. different places. All right, well, let's move on to the random topics. Yeah, so I'll go first. And I don't know, you don't have kids yet, but maybe you've experienced it. But and this was sent in by listener Katie. Yes. Thank you, Katie. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and there's probably a lot of people that are very different opinionated on this topic uh but spanking spanking child discipline whatever you want to call it but uh yeah spanking thoughts uh i i think i'd be more interested in hearing your thoughts (laughs) since since you have three children yeah uh, i feel like no matter what i say one i'll probably not nail how i'll feel about it in the future and two anybody that disagrees with me will rightly point out that i don't have kids and don't know what it's like (laughs) so yeah purely from my observation spanking is effective when children are younger when they're harder to discuss their actions with and (laughs) And they need some sort of reinforcement of consequence. And I feel like I'm trying to toe a line. Uh, (laughs) And I think that it's also effective when the parents are emotionally detached from it, if that makes sense. Like when it doesn't seem like, like, ah, I'm so frustrated with you. Come over here. I'm going to give you a spanking, (laughs) which is... How I was spanked, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, not always, but I, I feel like I can remember like, and I wasn't a bad kid. Maybe this, I remember watching my parents spank my middle sister <laughs> <laughs> who listens to this. So, uh, yeah, I, I just think that uh, the cold detachment emotionally from the spanking as mm-hmm. like a necessary consequence of the child's actions makes it very effective for children of like a certain developmental range. Like I think once they get old enough, they're like, this is dumb. Yeah, whatever. And 
I think it's important detaching it emotionally makes it like this large consequence that has to be (laughs) delved down Mm -hmm. to the child, like whether or not the parent wants to. I feel like in my mind, I would see that as very effective in rearing a child's behavior. And again, I have no children. Uh, (laughs) I cannot state that enough. But just uh, thinking about like as a child that has very simple thoughts like, oh, if I do this, I will get a spanking as opposed to like, oh, if I do this, I'm going to make mom or dad angry and I might get a spanking. Like yeah. I feel like that's a very different thought process. And I feel like projecting into the future as the type of parent I'd want to become, who knows when I have kids <laughs> again, uh, like I would want, I would want the consequence of actions to be understood, but not necessarily want the kids to fear making me upset if that makes sense so i'll yeah. pass the baton on to <laughs> the the person that actually has children yeah i i actually uh i think i agree with you uh but i think it it's it's a case by case if that makes sense so like like it's not always a to ch- i think it's more of a a child to child ah uh, because not every child from ages zero to five, mm-hmm. which I feel like is a typical spanking time, like maybe a little, like let's say zero or let's say two to like eight. Mm-hmm. Like every child is not the same, you know, like personality, the way they perceive things, the way they act, their emotions. Uh, not if you get into the birth order, first, second, third, like the way mm-hmm. they respond in different situations. And I feel like uh, going into having kids. And my wife and me have talked about this so many times, but I, I was the person who was like, well, I'll just spank my kids and they won't do it. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I was spanked as a child, you know, I was spanked by my babysitters as a child, <laughs> which they didn't have the authority to do that, but they did anyways. <laughs> For you all know. intents and purposes, strangers. <laughs> yeah, they like, spanking me. Uh, your parents drop you off at this stranger's house and then they hit you when you do something. Yeah, like <laughs> uh, like I was spanked and I think it worked. Um, like I was afraid to get a spanking. Uh, but now being a parent with two kids, Three kids. Obviously, the third one doesn't count because she's not being spanked at five weeks old. <laughs> the the other two, Fenway being almost four, and Malachi being almost two, um, we've had to really adjust like how we discipline our kids. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning of Fenway, like when Fenway was younger, when she was like two years old for like the last year and a half, she went through some stages where she was. Um, I mean, just to say it like blunt, that she was awful. Like she, her attitude, her. Her actions, um, she threw tantrums all the time. She wouldn't sleep. I mean, it was just like a slew of things. Like wouldn't mm-hmm. eat her dinner, you know, would yell and scream. And like just all these things where there were multiple times where I would walk in her room and she's throwing a fit. Like I used to ask Mercedes, I used to tell her like, man, maybe she's like possessed or something. Because <laughs> she is like just like looking at me but not even seeing. Like she's just going crazy. Yeah. And I would I would spank her. You know, and I, I would think it was supposed to work, and it never worked. You know, it, it didn't. It solve actually the... fueled the fire more <laughs> so. And like looking back now, Mercedes used to tell me all the time, like that's not going to do anything. Like you're just, 
you're mm-hmm. adding to the problem when you do that, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a, something <laughs> I did wrong as a, as a parent um, and not listening to my wife when she was with my daughter all day. And then I come home from work and I just think, well, I'm going to do this because this is what's going to work. And early on we were had Fenway, like there was people telling me like, man, you just need to, you need a spanker. And in my head, I'm like, well, yeah, but my wife doesn't want me to. So what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> but now looking back at it, like Fenway spanking would never help her and it won't now. Mm. No, like just her personality. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything for her. And I think like what we've noticed with Fenway is she is, she's super smart. Mm. Um, and she's uses her mind, like her brain to think about things. Like she's very analytical and, uh, she's I'm not gonna say OCD, but she sees processes and she sees things as a three-year-old. That's just really sometimes mind blowing to me of like, man, mm. she's only not even four yet. And she's starting to think through these things and she has to have a certain order in a certain way. Um, and when it comes to spanking, like I almost feel like that's a caveman approach to disciplining her to mm. where she wants to be talked to like a adult mm. or she wants to like, what well, we've just to be just to share, like we've, <clears throat> we've had to shift into our discipline of being more deal with the tantrum like just let her, let her, let her get it out mm-hmm. and then take 20 minutes and sit on her bed and talk to her about her decisions, why they were wrong. Mm. Uh, get her to understand it because if we don't, she's, she doesn't, she's not going to respond to any other kind of discipline. If do that you, makes sense. Yeah. Do you feel like you have seen fruit from those conversations in her actions? Yeah. It's taken like a year, you know, yeah. like, like, and I, I know it's not the same with every child because Malachi, we're getting to that point now mm-hmm. where we can spank him and he, he stops. <laughs> so and it's like in, instant for him. Yeah. Or? It's like, it's like almost like when we spank, at least from my experience, like I've never spanked Malachi like on the butt yet, mm-hmm. but I've spanked his hands, you know, like if he's like pinched his sister or like he'll hit sometimes. So I'll like mm-hmm. spank his hand and he might cry a little bit. But then I say, go say sorry. And like, he'll go say sorry to his sister. He'll give her a hug. So he's like, he's receiving it as more of like a, hey, don't do this. This is what happens now. Mm-hmm. This is what you need to do to fix it. Interesting. Uh, but with Fenway for the past year, like once I stopped being ignorant to the fact that it wasn't what I was supposed to be doing as a parent. And my wife was, you know, trying to tell me like, hey, this is what we have to do for her. Mm-hmm. Um, we've noticed like her tantrums have gone down. Like she still has them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think she's getting to the point where. I've noticed that we can we can catch a tantrum now before it ever gets to the point of an issue. Mm. So like if I notice she like like yesterday she got she got really frustrated because Malachi was making a mess in the playroom. <laughs> and I walked in, I said, What's the deal? And she starts telling me, like, well Malachi's making a mess. I said, It's fine, just let him do it. Like let mom and dad handle it. Mm-hmm. And she no screams, no, like really loud. Mm-hmm. I said, Fenway. She screams again, like super loud. So I know a tantrum's coming yep. if I don't correct it. It's bubbling up. So instead of like, go to your room, like adding to the fuel, mm-hmm. I said, Fenway, I got down my knees. I said, come here. She's like, no, screams again. I said, Fenway, come here, please. And she gets up, she comes over to me and she's like sucking her under lip in, you know, like, <laughs> like, you know, like doing that <laughs> yep. thing that kids do. Tears, tears are starting to come. And I said, what's the problem? She's like, Malachi's Mal- 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 making a mess. I said, okay, well. Is it that big a deal? No, but I said, just let dad handle it. You go finish watching your show. Okay. And then she walks away. Mm. So like catching it in the, the, interesting the, in the part where it's rising and ex- sitting her down before it gets to a point and explaining it, I would have never done that a year ago. 
Yeah. I would have said, just go to your room. Or I, or I would have grabbed her by her arm or her hand, and I would have pulled her and put her in a room and shut the door. And then she would have sat in there and screamed for half an hour. Yeah. But since I've been able to change my approach, like spanking, like we don't ever do it anymore with hmm. her because we know that's not how she handles discipline. That's interesting. I, I, what I like about what I hear you saying in, in that is that like you have had to totally adjust mm-hmm to her like she is the child you are the adult you have you are the one that has the ability to change to change yeah. quickly and adapt and say oh if i like sit and get her to actually like listen try to t- tell me yeah. what is going on it's going to completely diffuse the yeah emotional buildup that she's experiencing yeah. as a three-year-old that doesn't know how to she handle, know how to handle that. her emotions yeah. my wife always tells me that too like i have a hard time because I get frustrated and impatient pretty easily and I'll respond to the kids sometimes like with sarcasm Mm -hmm. and she has to remind me like they have no idea what sarcasm is, you know, (laughs) like what are you doing that for? (laughs) Like you just like that does nothing for the situation. And, uh, it's that, that's very true. Like I feel like a lot of parents and I, I'm still a young parent, but like we expect a child to just like fall in line with us and our ways, but they don't understand that stuff. And for an adult, like we have, we have the the mental capacity to rationalize and do different things and change our emotions. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't have any idea how to do that. So if you let them get mad, they're just going to keep screaming. And if you add negative, a negative tone or a negative emotion or Mm -hmm. negative discipline to a situation, they don't have the rationality to flip it into, Oh, this is a time for me to learn Mm -hmm. and learn from my actions. They just assume it just feels like things are getting worse worse and worse and worse. Yeah. So hmm. I, I, I like spanking. I think it works, but I think it's fully dependent on the child and who they are. And the personality and, mm-hmm. and the situation. Yeah, like Malachi, I think we'll spank him for a little bit, but he's so mellow. Like, I think he'll get through it pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And Malachi doesn't like to listen to me because he likes to play the trucks. Like, if I try to talk to him right now, he's just all over the place, you know? And <laughs> Right. So it's way different than what Fenway was at, at this age. Yep. So, hmm. yeah. That's really interesting. I'm sure there's many people that listen to this that are like, that's a bunch of bull crap. (laughs) Which is fine. Do what you want. But yeah, that's just what has worked. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I feel like I could cut everything I had said (laughs) and just let you talk. (laughs) No, I'll leave it in for posterity. Yes, please. please. So you can hear a a person with no children struggle (laughs) to try to talk about disciplining children. Yeah. And it, yeah, and, and coming into marriage, like I remember coming in before we ever had Fenway, I used to tell my wife, like, my kid will never do this. My kid will never do this. My kid will never do this. Like, we're going to do this. They're going to be perfect. And that never, never works out. Just not the way it, no, it works. Never. All right. Well, on to my much less serious random topic. <laughs> this one was also sent in by listener Katie. Thanks, Katie. <laughs> that is my wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but... I will take this moment to let you know. Uh, follow at two underscore Justins on Twitter, Justins. at two underscore Justins on Instagram, uh, or follow me on Twitter, or Justin on Twitter, or on Instagram. We're, we're all on everything, <laughs> except on Facebook. Don't try to follow us there. Yeah. Who uses that? Yeah. Uh, but send in your topic requests i write them down on a list we'll get to it eventually i'm sure so yeah let us know what you think rate it anything you can on to belly button lint do you experience belly button lint 
I I don't think I do. Really? I don't, and I have a hairy belly. Interesting. Yeah. Like I have a lot of, I have a lot of hair. Like you mentioned that earlier. Like I got yeah. hair. I just yeah, I don't think I ever ever do. Like I never there's never a point where I'm like showering or like cleaning my cleaning my stomach and when I clean my belly button like lint comes out. That never happens. Interesting. Every day I have belly button lint. From what though? Like what is that from? I think from the hair around my belly button. Yeah, but it like eats the shirt. I'm surprised I don't have holes in my shirt. I do get holes in my shirt around my belly button. That doesn't happen though. Surely. Maybe yours just doesn't get into the belly button. Maybe the way your hair grain is, yeah. it it pulls the fibers, but they just go elsewhere. Yeah, I have curly hair. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. In fact, let me look right now. Anything going on in there? For real. A little bit of belly button lint. That's a small amount. And that looks like the color of your shirt. Yeah, I know. It's from this shirt. But that's not even a full day's worth. How does that happen in a, in a half a day? You just vacuumed. I did just vacuum. I just <laughs> put, put the belly button on the floor. Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm curious. I don't understand how. I don't know. Why my, that would even happen. Like why the hair of your belly button would pull in lint. I'm not sure It's not either. like it's a Venus flytrap that pulls things into it. It's not sticky. Like what is the reasoning for that? I don't know. The, the hairs are just, it, it's just what they want. The hairs want the lint. Has there ever been a time where you pull belly button lint out and it's like the size of a nickel? Oh, yeah. Yeah. After gets, one day? It gets, or it gets like, big. It gets... Bro, you should try and grow the biggest <laughs> belly button. <laughs> so, Katie, Katie, uh, the person that originated this question. Yeah. When we got married, one day I was sitting there and I pulled out a big old thing of hairy, uh, belly button lint. And I was like, oh, look, belly button lint. And she was like, whoa. <laughs> She's like, I didn't even know that was actually a thing. Like, I thought that was just a made up, like, old wives tale. Yeah. Like so no, she was like is, caught off guard. This like, is my what? reality. <laughs> so this is what you're marrying. <laughs> I looked it up real quick because I wanted to see what causes navel. It's actually called navel lint. Navel lint. Navel lint. It sounds like lint from the navy. <laughs> yeah, it says navel lint is mostly stray fibers from one's clothing mixed with dead skin cells and body hair. The long comes a person's shirt or top. The fibers. Move there from move there from friction of body hair. Women have less navel lint because of their finer and shorter body hairs. Maybe it's because my body hairs are long. Do you have long I, body hair? I do, and it's super curly. So I feel like it would mm. trap things and just like engulf. And, yeah. Same as my beard. Nice and curly hair. And every time you pull up your shirt, I just remember that time in Israel when you shaved half your chest. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom half. That's a story for. Oh, you shared that. Uh, did I share that on this? If you didn't, we'll share it another time. It'll it'll be it, yeah, it'll be shared. If you want to hear the the chest shaving story, uh, let us know on Twitter. It is <laughs> another a, plug. It is a great story. It's a great story. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I never really, I never really uh, get belly button lint. Interesting. Or navel lint. There must be yeah. There must be something, some sort of difference in hair pattern. Man, a lot of these a lot of these descriptions call it navel fluff. I would say it's pretty fluffy. That's a prettier name <laughs> than lint. Sounds better than lint. It's very how do you get rid of it? You just pull it out. Hmm. It says it's harmless, so you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Prognosis is negative. Man, I feel like when I was younger, speaking of belly buttons, I used to think your belly button was just open 
to like your, a to, your, to your innards. <laughs> like I thought it was like a, a like little, if you like p- a, pressed hard enough, you like just a tunnel. Like, yeah, like you'd get through there eventually. Mm. I know that's not true, but that's what I used to. Think, <laughs> that's what I used to think it was. And then like when when we had our kids and their belly buttons are like out, they're out because you know like they cut the umbilical cord. Yeah, the belly buttons like just open. You could easily take the clip off and go inside there but i just always assume that's what that's what our belly buttons were like so, but. so you didn't know until you had children that it that it wasn't open i'm not gonna say i didn't know i think it was an unknown <laughs> i was skeptical of <laughs> what really went understand. on with the belly button <laughs> yeah i think it's just like scar tissue now like but isn't it weird that it you ever like into a hole do you ever try to like open up your belly button a little bit and to, look inside there yeah yeah like when i clean it yeah yeah, like in the shower. I use my pointer finger to swish around. So if you like really look down inside of a belly button, it uh it's like it's like a scarred knot of skin at the bottom almost. Yeah. yeah. You ever have anybody that you were friends with that had an Audi belly button? My l- littlest sister has an Audi. You probably have no problem with navel knit with an Audi with an Audi. Yeah, belly there's button. nowhere for it to go. <clears throat> Unless it like forms a little little headpiece on top. <laughs> <laughs> like uh. a toupee. <laughs> belly button toupee uh yeah my sister had an Audi as well but i always thought they were interesting all right well let's move on to our main topic for today probably hopefully won't be super long i feel like sometimes our main topics are like crazy long like 50 minutes (laughs) but we'll see we wanted to just kind of talk about our different devices how we use them and uh yeah and and mention i talked through the yeah, the that, newest Apple event. The newest Apple event just happened. Uh, are we satisfied with our devices? Are we looking to upgrade our devices? Yeah. How do we use our devices? Real quick, right off the bat, at the Apple event, I mean, you watch them all too. Mm-hmm. I've watched a lot of them. If you're listening, the Apple event, and you don't know what that is, it is when Apple releases new products, they do an event where mm-hmm. they do like a big presentation, I'm assuming, at the Apple headquarters. Yeah, so they typically do uh, at least two events a year. When they're One, getting ready to release a new product. In the summer, they do WWDC, which mm-hmm. is the development conf- developers conference. And that one they do uh, like at a civic center yeah. or something or, or in like an actual theater. The, the keynote for that one is more geared towards like the new operating. Yeah, like the new iOS or whatever is yep. coming out. Yep. But the September event, it is traditionally the one where the new iPhones come out mm-hmm. and it is purely a product event. Yeah. And the <clears throat> September event is now at the the new Apple headquarters mm-hmm. in the Steve Jobs Theater. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this is the second September event that's been yeah. in their headquarters. Yeah. The opening of this event. So yeah, if you sorry, if you don't know what it is, man, check it out. They're pretty cool to watch if you're into like Apple products and stuff. If you're an Android yeah. user, what are you waiting for? <laughs> Just kidding. No, but seriously, it's a great event to watch. Even yeah. if you're not a, even if you're not an Apple. Yeah, it's maybe, very interesting. Yeah. Um, very well produced. Yeah, I I really enjoyed the opening to the Apple event. I thought it was cool the way they did it. The like Mission Impossible style. Yeah, and then it got to him as he's walking out on stage, the remote. Yeah, like that was just kind of cool. Like. It almost seemed like it was happening in the moment, and then he float, like walked right out with the remote in his hand. So they they actually, Tim Cook on his personal Twitter, uh-huh. the CEO of Apple, like 
10 minutes before the event started, tweeted out, like, we're missing it. Can somebody get it here? And people just saw that and thought, oh, ha ha. The, you know, he yeah. accidentally tweeted something. Yeah. And then a few minutes later, it was deleted. And then the video happened. And it was like, oh, this uh, is just, all part yeah. of something altogether. Yeah, just super cool that they like thought to do something like that to make it fun in the beginning. One thing I, and this has nothing to do with the products, but I've noticed it with the Apple events. And maybe I'm in a minority for thinking this, or maybe you don't agree. Uh, and maybe I, I just, I every time I listen to an Apple event, I... I feel like the speakers are never well practiced. Mm-hmm. Like they're all, and maybe that's because they're just all developers and different things. Like they're the ones who are making these products. They're the, the professionals that know everything behind the watch right. and the phone. They're not, they don't have to do this on a regular basis. So they're not like crafting public speaking. But every time I watch the event, I'm always like not intrigued by the, the person speaking. The only one I thought this year that was somewhat public speaking, somewhat good at, was um, I don't I forget her name the, the Asian lady. There was a lady who mm-hmm. spoke. Um, yeah, she did a very good job. She did really good. Like she was well poised, like everything. But like the first guy that went over the Apple Watch after Tim Cook was like I don't know, just like not. I didn't want to listen to him talk about <laughs> it. You know, uh, so maybe that's just me. I don't know. You have you think that too? It, maybe that's the reasoning because they're just all people that work for Apple and they're up there sharing what they've done. But yeah, yeah, I that's feel, that's definitely the uh, and they're definitely reading from a manuscript. Yeah. That's right in front of them. Yep, the it's definitely on a teleprompter. And they, uh, yeah, these are the heads of the different product lines, you know. So you have Phil Schiller talking about, I, uh, you know, the iPhone. I think Phil Schiller's over yeah. over the iPhone. Yeah. And, um, you know, WWDC, we, you have Craig Federici talking about iOS stuff. And so... Each of these guys uh, are over their individual departments, but they utilize the space in between the promos of the demos to bring in people that may have a little bit more presenting acumen. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I think I think it it can be boring. It can at times feel a little cringy as the crowd's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I know, and they didn't even do anything to like get them to cheer like that sometimes yeah, it's, it's like, like the apple watch is the best apple watch in the world <laughs> the crowd like erupts and it's or, like, or they say like some spec like uh it's like, do you even know what that is you're just cheering because it's apple yeah and now the f stop is a full four <laughs> whoa <laughs> okay yeah um yeah so that can feel cringy at times but if you've ever watched like Google I.O., like it's the same thing. Same deal. It's the same thing um, because a lot of the people in the room are the product teams yeah, watching pro- the presentation, yeah. you know, and and the other people in the room are people that make a living writing about these products, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's a heavily curated, curated audience of people that are particularly interested in mm-hmm. in this and i guess when you think about like steve jobs in those events it was the same mm-hmm. like he wasn't well manicured to be a public speaker yeah yeah he i mean he was a good presenter yeah he was yeah. he's an int- interesting dude but yeah. he yeah he wasn't he probably would have been graded harshly by some public speaking 101 yeah, yeah teacher but then again like you said which i've been i've been graded very harshly by a public speaking 101 teacher in college yeah (laughs) 
But apparently, like, I guess in two, like what you just said, that's not what the event's for. Like, it's not for you to look at how good they're speaking on the product. They're just revealing it. Right. You know? So maybe I'm just thinking too much about it, but. So with that, let's start with our watches as our devices. Let's talk about how we're using them and uh, maybe talk about if we're interested in in, uh, the new ones. Yeah, I really, we've talked about, we talked about the Apple Watch last episode because Mm -hmm. I just got mine back. Um, But I didn't think it would change my daily routine when I got it. You know, like I didn't think it would change the way I exercise, the way I do different things. Um, but it's become more of a necessity to my day, you know, yeah. to have it. And if I don't have it, like this morning I got up, went to make my coffee and start reading my Bible. And I was like, shoot, I forgot to put my Apple watch. And I actually got up and went back and put it on. <laughs> like I want it on for the whole day because of the, the, the health factor. Health tracking. And the heart. Yeah. Like yep. that's something I really value in it. Um, if anything else is the health and that's my favorite part about it. If we're going to talk about like why we enjoy it and what we use it for most. Totally. It's probably the the health aspect of it. I mean, I like everything else on it, but the health part is probably my favorite part of the Apple Watch. I can really relate to that feeling of like hating if you've like started doing your day and you realize you aren't wearing it. Gosh, I'm losing the calories. (laughs) Well, in, in like, I feel like the stand goal in particular, I know I hit that every day, but sometimes it's not I, there. Yeah. Sometimes it's not there. And it's a it, minute, an hour, right? A mi- that- yeah. Standing for a full minute, at least once an hour. Yeah. And I, I sometimes like I'll wake up and it'll be like 830. And I realize that I've been like going around doing stuff and it's like 930. It's like, shoot. I miss the eight thirty, like that eight o'clock hour. Yeah. I could because it doesn't do it in hours that of wearing the watch. It does it from eight to yeah. nine. Yeah. From nine to so like I missed that opportunity. So now yeah, I so have, have to, to get a whole extra hour on the back at the, end. on the back end. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's probably my favorite part. And in comparison with the new Apple Watch that's coming out, it's it seems like the the, app, the one that they talked about on the Apple event. It seems like they've added even more. Mm-hmm. to like the health side of the watch totally like uh the e the ecg stuff that's going to be a part of it the which fall is detection the fall detection which that's really cool it's like truly a fall, impressive a yeah fall or a, or a fall or a slip yep um and how it picks up the motion and i thought what was really cool is if you're unresponsive for a minute like if they notice it for a minute they automatically call like 911 emergency services or someone yeah. on your emergency contact I think they called nine one one and send a text to your emergency contact. Yeah, like that's that's. I mean, like you think about like the panic buttons that old people have. Yeah, you know, like it's basically replacing that, and they could have a watch that not only does a panic button but checks their heart all stuff. the time. Yeah. like you can do it. What was it like thirty seconds it takes to do an ECG now, which is the yep. very first over the counter ECG that you can buy. Yeah, that's huge. Like that's just awesome. That puts it in people's hands to not have to go to a doctor. And then also with that, that I thought was super cool was the fact that it can transmit everything that it's done. ECG. If you were to check it for a month and then go to your doctor, you can have it all transmitted into a PDF file and you can send it to your doctor and the doctor can review your entire months. Like ECGs that you're checking on your own. Which is really helpful. I imagine for people that uh, have like potential, potentially have heart problems or do have heart problems that they need to go to the doctor for being able to in the moment, like if you feel like something doesn't feel right, you could get a reading on that because you don't always have mm-hmm. those 
type of symptoms yeah. in the doctor's office. Yeah, and it's always weird when you go into a doctor and they're like, well, tell me what happened. And you're like, well, like I felt like this or it did that. And like, you don't really know. Like, right. well, you're not you're not explaining exactly what was going on. But, so a doctor is kind of shooting right. in the dark of what they think it is. It's giving you data, tools to show yeah. the doctor in yeah. real, you know, real time. I'm excited for that. If I were to get a new yeah. Apple Watch. I'm... Well, yeah, let's, so let's talk about that. Yeah. So one thing I did want to talk about we both uh, have purchased uh, non-standard bands Ooh, for the yeah. Apple Watch. The same one. <laughs> the same one. And we have both moved back to our silicone yeah, bands yeah. pretty quickly after purchasing them, I yeah. feel like. Yeah, we both bought like a canvas one. It was yep. like a canvas, more of like a like a nicer band. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, not as comfortable at all. No. And it smelt. Mine didn't smell because I don't exercise. Yeah, but. <laughs> so, yeah, like I found that I had to start switching between the two for different events yeah. of the day, which was frustrating. The, the silicone one, I, I feel like, is just so comfortable yeah, it fits. all of the time. Yeah, I love it. I so love it. Uh, I did want to point that out. The other thing I want to point out, and uh, let, maybe, maybe we put another poll out for uh, people that have Apple Watches, when you wear your Apple Watch, do you customize it? Do you have the crown Ooh. facing up your arm or down your hand? So the default option <clears throat> is that if you're right-handed, you're wearing it on your left wrist, and the crown would be pointing down your left hand, so you would adjust the crown with, with the- your pointer finger on your right hand. Yeah. Both of us... Mm-hmm have changed it to where it is a left-handed watch in quotation marks. That's the setting. That's how Uh you change it. So it believes that it's actually on our right wrist, but we leave it on our left wrist and use the crown with our thumb. Way better. It was game-changing for me. I accidentally called the police one day carrying a box with with the crown on the other hand because you're you're constantly hitting buttons yeah. when you move your yeah, hand up yeah. and down. Yeah, I'm surprised. I was that like, that oh, would... everything's fine. <laughs> like, I wonder if that was ever a consideration. Like, yeah, yeah, I I enjoy it. And when I set up my my wife just got an Apple Watch like this mm-hmm. week on Wednesday, and when I was setting hers up, I made her set it up this way. She doesn't know any different, so it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna set it up like mine. You'll really like it. It's so much better. And I watched her use it. And just the way she grabs it, which is like this, pointer finger, and you know, it's just it's so much easier. When we when we load this podcast, we'll post a poll on Instagram and Twitter. And if you own an Apple Watch, let us know what you use. Yeah. What feels good. And there'll probably be a third option of I need to get an Apple Watch. I need to get an Apple Watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I definitely uh well I would love to buy a new Apple Watch. I love the new one. The new one looks so good. I thought, yeah. That edge to edge screen. That's what I was just going to say. It stretches all the way oh, to the curves of the Apple Watch. Uh, I thought the screens are bigger. Mm-hmm. Instead of 38, it goes to a 40. And instead of 42, it goes to a 44. Yeah, it just looks nice. The color of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you got the gray or the gold. The one they were showing the Apple event, that gold is like, man, that looks sweet. It does look good. Will I, you buy a new Apple Watch? Uh, I probably will, unless oh. I win one in our health, <laughs> our health and wellness challenge. <laughs> uh, you can always hope. Yeah, yeah. There's like a few of them. I think they're giving away in that challenge too. Nice. Which will be sweet. 
two years in a row. That'd be dope. <laughs> yeah, and I, actually, I don't know if I'd buy it. That, yeah. With three kids now, maybe not. But I would, if I maybe, like, in my tax refund, have some extra money, I would, <laughs> I would definitely buy one. I would really like to buy one, but I don't know if I will yet. If now is the time for me to upgrade. I'm happy with my Apple Watch. I don't feel like yeah, I'm good. deficient in what I have. Yeah. But I would like the new one, the, the shiny one, new thing. Yeah, I, I really like, too. I mean, we both have Series 2. But with the Series 3 and Series 4, you know, Series 3, they came out with cellular, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. I, yeah. like, I, think I, would, I think I would pay the extra on my cell phone bill through Verizon to have cellular on it to be able to like go to the gym and not have to carry my phone in my pocket. Totally. You know? And that's just another added thing that would be really neat to have. So maybe I buy a series three next before buying a series four or something. iPhone. Yeah. So iPhone. So what, what phone do you have? Cause you actually got a new phone recently. Just, yeah. In December, me and my wife both got the eight. Nice. Not the eight plus, but now looking back, I like the big screen. I think it's cool. But yeah. We both have an eight. We had a six before that, so we kind of skipped the seven. Uh, you have a seven or six? I've got a six still. So I've had this six for almost four years. Dang. Yeah, like Probably re- four years next month. So are you uh, ready for a new one? Yes, I am, but I don't want to spend the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're expensive. <laughs> so this, this phone, uh, I think I bought outright when oh, i bought it just for cash yeah paid, paid fully for it so uh and i would like to do that with my next phone too yeah. so it's expensive it's a lot of money and uh it's like a grand and now i'm married it's you not someone else to it's, consult yeah <laughs> it's not just my decision of whether or not i throw a thousand dollars yeah at a phone does katie so. have apple products mm-hmm she's, iPhone she's got an se and she's got an old, like, 2010 an MacBook Pro. Yes, and the iPhone SE came out, eh, I think the year the 6S came out. It was uh, smaller. It was, like, a 5S size Was it an alu- Was it a, aluminum? Yeah, it, it had that same shape as, like, the, the 5 and 5S yeah. in the 4. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I forgot about that. So, that's actually maybe my favorite looking is like the iPhone four style with the like dual glass back with the, and front with the squared edges, the square. Yeah. It was yeah. kind of cool. And yeah. like the metal ring going all the way around. That it. was my first iPhone. That was mine too. The iPhone, iPhone four. Yeah. Four. I got it for Christmas. It was a black one. I remember I got, I came home for Christmas from South Carolina and I got one for Christmas for my mom. Nice. That feeling was like the best thing ever. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I have the eight and I won't be upgrading anytime soon, obviously, because I just got it. But uh, the new iPhones from the event look pretty incredible, too. Yeah, they really do. Uh, we've got the 10s, the 10s Max. And the R. And the R. I think if I were to upgrade, like, I, I would really be interested in the 10s Max. But <laughs> that, You see how big it is? It's, an, it's, it's a so, whole inch bigger than the Plus. It's so big. It's so an big. An inch bigger than the Plus. That's like... I mean, that's, it's like what it came, it was six and a half inches. Yeah. And it's got the OLED screen, which is awesome. But I think the only way I would be able to justify right now upgrading my phone would probably be like the 10R. Yeah. Which is a massive upgrade from my current phone. Yeah. And the screen's still 6.1 inches. 
yeah, the screen's still huge. It's still a nice screen. It's a much better LED screen yeah. than the one I have in my phone. Comes in a ton of colors, the R. Yeah. So I think I think if I were to upgrade, that would be the route that I would end up going. Yeah. Yeah, I really like, too, with the new camera features on the new ones. The mm-hmm. What's it called? Bokeh? Boke? Yeah, the Bokeh. Yeah. The, de- the, the blurred change, background. And yep. you can change the depth. That's super yeah, like cool on a too. slider, you can just add and take away. You can take it all the way away, or you can have it all the way up and can't even see the bat. Like it's so cool that you can do that on a, on on that now. Yeah, Which you can't do it on. I don't even think the X has that. No, and it's a new feature. No, it doesn't. Yeah, but that's super cool. That I forget what the the decimal was, but um, how deep underwater it can go now, like six meters or something. Yeah, and it'd be totally fine. Yep, it's like for a, like a half hour. Yeah, that's crazy. I know. I'd be able to take the phone in the shower. <laughs> That'd be so nice. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think that's kind of where I'm at with my phone. Um, what's your dock look like on your phone? I have four things in it. Okay. I have messages, phone, mail, and music. You've got mail on your dock? I do. Bro, always connected. <laughs> People just emailing you things. All, all day. You like, don't have mail on your dock? I don't even have no. I have it hidden in a folder up here like, in so the top corner. To get into it, and it doesn't even have notifications on it. I don't want to know how many emails I got unread. And what do you got down there? You got Overcast. I've got Overcast, Safari, Twitter, and what? Instapaper. Why is your Overcast that color? Uh, that's dark mode, bro. Yeah, mine's in dark mode too, but it's it doesn't change my outside. Oh, I think it might be because I'm, I I. Uh, pay for overcast premium oh okay it's a premium feature bro <laughs> you're way up there <laughs> my bad <laughs> gotta support the podcast player i ship on my podcast down there because i listen to podcasts way more than i listen to music yeah totally so what's that last one there you got instapaper so it was actually originally created by marco arment the same guy that does overcast and then he sold it years years ago but basically one i have some rss feeds mm-hmm. from different websites feeding into into it so i've got like max stories uh feeding into it is instapaper a free mm-hmm. is it instagram but with articles um not really i don't think you don't really follow anybody in it uh-huh. but you send stuff to it so if i if i'm on twitter and i see the ringer tweet out about a new article that got posted uh-huh. oftentimes i'll click on that link to click on the article and then click the share button and one of the things says send to Instapaper. Click that and it just cues it in the Instapaper. So it's just saving an article to read later. Okay. There in the But if you don't ever send anything to Instapaper, does your if you have nothing in your queue on Instapaper, does anything come up in there? No, you have to add things. So you so that's it's basically just a storing place for Yep. Okay. That's cool. So, and it's it's an it's uh it's a nice reader. Like it's it's very functional. It looks very nice. Yeah. So, it takes all the ads out of your your annoying kind of like the reading list on the Mac on yeah. Safari. Yeah. Man, it's fun. I see all you have a lot of uh, groupings up here that are yeah. used with emojis. Yes, I I I eliminated uh words from my 
from my file files and just used emojis to try to represent. You got a whole group for fitness right there. I know. I never opened that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I saw that. The reason I was my wife. So I, I don't really use groupings. I'm not a fan. I like having them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of, I have a few groupings in here with a lot of things that I use, but my wife only has on an app on the iPhone, the top of her things. So everything else is gone. So she has so like, just the top row. Yeah. So she has like, what is it? 16, 12 groups up there and everything is in one of those groups. Oh, wow. And I'm always so just frustrated. Several pages. Yeah. Because I always go onto her phone. I'm like, where the frick are your set? Like, I'm trying to look for her settings and I can't find it anywhere. I'm like looking through every single group and she's like, oh, it's right over here in this one. I'm like, oh, you're so irritating. Just change it. <laughs> like, how do you access anything in here? Uh, and she has so many things in one group that if there's a ton of notifications, it says like, you know, 20 or 30 notifications to someone group there and drives me insane. Dang. So yeah, I'm happy with my iPhone as well. Especially the new, did you update? Oh yeah, you did. You told me that. Yeah, the new, new OS. I, I like it. My phone is running incredibly better. Yeah, it's with the great. new OS. And I really like. Well, I like the group notifications, like you had mentioned. Mm-hmm. But I really like the way it looks when you're playing music or a podcast on the front screen. Mm. It's like that black see-through yep. kind of. Totally. I I can't pull it up. I don't want to play something. But yeah, I really like it. I think it's sweet. Yeah. So another product that we're excited for the <laughs> new one, but we probably won't upgrade soon. Yeah. But yeah, that's a little bit of how we use our phones uh, and our watches. What other devices do you have? I have a MacBook Pro as well uh, that me and my wife share. It was mm-hmm. I had it before we got married. I don't even use it anymore. Like very rarely do I use it because mm-hmm. I, I I use my work computer more than anything else now. Um, but I like I'll use it if I'm at home and like want to look up music or play guitar and like look up a song like i'll use it for personal stuff yeah uh, but i don't ever use it to like write or do anything on there anymore because it's it's a 2000 and um like a 2009 macbook Mm -hmm. pro so it's a little older um it's getting slow like i just noticed it's really slow like loading things and switching between profiles like between me and my wife it just takes some time so um, I'm assuming I could take it in and they could probably clean it up. Maybe. Make it quicker. But I don't know if the... This is also the MacBook Pro that I fell asleep with in my bed. And I was using it as a stand for my large glass of chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> I I had it open and I was watching Netflix. And like the, <sighs> the space next to the, the trackpad, I had my chocolate milk on there. And I just fell asleep. And I woke up in the morning, like, soaking wet. And I was like, oh, what the heck? And I, oh, my chocolate. I just totally forgot. And my MacBook was, like, laying next to me. And I picked it up and, like, held it sideways. Oh, no. And and milk just, like, pouring out of it. So I picked it up and it was milk just, like, falling out of the side of, like, the CD port and the USB (sighs) ports coming out of my keyboard. And... Uh, instead of like think instead of like cleaning it and taking it to Apple to fix, I just shut it, put it in my closet, and it sat in there for like I don't know, like a year and a half to two years because I didn't want to fix it. I think I took it in, and they were like, "Yeah, it's gonna cost like nine hundred bucks." I'm like, oh. like they were gonna have to replace all the insides of it, you know, yeah. whatever. And then before, right before I got married, uh, we were moving across the country. My wife's laptop like sucked; it was like an HP or something, and. I was like, well, I guess I'll take it into Apple and see if they can fix it. And it's crazy. Uh, they, they cost me like 800 and 
I don't know, 75 bucks or something to, to get it all replaced, all new stuff on the inside. Uh, but the only thing that was not damaged out of the whole thing uh, was my hard drive. Huh. They say it saved, they were able to save all my pictures, all my type stuff that I had on there, like everything was wow. saved. But the rest of it, they said that to replace all of it. And when they opened it up, it said it was like dried milk everywhere in there. Oh my gosh. We're, and, and now, like I've had that MacBook for what is, like almost 10 years now. So that's one thing that I would definitely like upgrade if we were able to. I would prefer like an actual like Mac. Like an iMac? Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, when I bought my iMac last January, I bought it in January. Yeah, I remember. Because I bought it with my tax return. Refurbished. Yeah. How, what was the cost difference on that? Uh, like I think a couple it, hundred? I think it was like four or five hundred dollars yeah, like cheaper. That's not bad. So refurbished. Uh, I went with the the big, I forget what it is, like 28-inch screen. It's so good. Oh, man. I love it yeah. so much. I'm looking, I use looking it, at it right now. so much. It's so great. <laughs> They're, like you're on it every day. Yeah, 5K display. It's insane. Like, do you watch stuff on it? Oh, yeah. Katie makes fun of me because it's my favorite place to like watch. You'd rather things. watch a TV show on that than on like. Yeah, the if, TV. I, if I'm not watching with her, I don't want to be at my TV. I want to be in front of my 5K iMac. Oh, man, yeah, that's <laughs> it's, so great. it's two feet from my face. You know, it's this giant display. Yeah, it looks so nice. Yeah, I love it. So, how much total was the cost again? Um, I want to say it was like fifteen hundred. I bought a little bit up in like. I think it's like a terabyte fusion drive, hard drive. I think it's eight gigs of RAM. So I, I bought up the line a little bit. Yeah, but that's still only like a couple hundred more than like a MacBook Pro. Yeah, no, totally. You know, and if you're going to use it for like, like I'm thinking for us and a family, like my wife would want to use it. I yeah. would want to use it. Eventually Fenway is going to probably want to play like games or something on it. Right. Like if it's it, something that doesn't need to be portable, this is like the yeah. best possible option. Yeah. It is so great. Yeah. So, and then I've got my work MacBook Air that I've had for four years. Those are great too, though. Yeah, it's a great, it's it's super, it, I say it's super light. It's heavier than like MacBooks now. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, like it doesn't feel like a lot in my backpack. And then last November, I bought the iPad Pro. Dope. Do you use it as much anymore? I use my iPad Pro every day, yeah. yeah. Someone offered this me is, one the other day. This is how I use it. So I take it out and I put it in that little stand uh-huh. that I bought so it can sit and be pointed towards me while I'm on the computer. So like if I'm watching something full screen on the computer, I can do stuff on my iPad Pro yeah, or vice versa. If I'm doing something full screen on on the computer, editing something, like I could have something playing on the iPad Pro. Yeah, it's sweet. And the it's screen. Like dual screen. Yeah, the screen's exactly, great on that too. The screen is great. Yeah. Yeah. And you also have one other iPod or one other Apple product. Well, I've got, uh, Katie's got a MacBook Pro that I mentioned. Uh, I've got my old MacBook Pro from like high school. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're thinking of? No. So that just sits in that closet right there. <laughs> if it becomes unplugged at all, it instantly dies. Yeah. You have one other product. I have one other product. Oh, in my car? The Apple CarPlay? No. You have your earbuds. Oh, my AirPods. Yeah. Yes. And those are like something I've been wanting to buy. The AirPods are the only, I guess that's not true. I probably would bend over backwards to replace my iPad or my computer. But 
I would say the AirPods are the at the top of the list of things of if I lost them or they broke You'd buy them right away. tomorrow, I would just order it without thinking twice. Like I would. And they're 200 I, I, bucks. Yeah. After taxes and everything, it's probably right at 200. So like, yeah, without, without second guessing, I would immediately replace them. I feel like I'm trying to say that I was cool before it was cool to be cool. <laughs> but like I have for years wanted fully wireless, independent left, right headphones yeah and completely unconnected from one another and i've told people that before and they always say oh well they make wireless headphones but they're not they're never disconnected from one another yeah you can listen on just one exactly i've tried to i've tried to force bluetooth uh headsets for like making phone calls that used to be really popular in Mm -hmm. the mid 2000s yeah I've tried to force those to be devices that I can listen to things on, and they were never that great to use yeah, for that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, AirPods were just the exact solution that I had been wanting since I got an iPod. Yeah, it's my first iPod. It like 15 years yeah. ago. Out of all the Apple products, like I have my phone, my watch, the computer, like I, I can deal with those. Mm-hmm. But the AirPods are the one thing that I'm like cringing, like I want them so bad. <laughs> but again, I can't justify the purchase. But I mean, I could, I mean, I use my headphones eight hours a day. Like yeah. They're on my ears all the time. So I could justify it. Uh, it's just the one thing that I haven't done. And those are the one thing that, out of all Apple products available currently, they're the ones that are at the top, like the number one list of what I, what yeah. I want. I would say that they... Yeah, they've changed the way that I listen to things the most, you know, because the the number of times that I've like gone to the bathroom and I was listening to something and I'm like, oh, I'm going to check Twitter real quick. And I realize I don't even have my phone on me. You're like, dang it. My phone's sitting in like the other built, the the other room. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, (laughs) yeah, like, yeah, I can be completely unattached to my phone. I can still control it with my watch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It just feels very freeing, you know, the yeah. the ability to just roam with just just those in your ears, and they're so small. Yeah, what's the, what's the uh, like, max distance from phone for them to connect? Have you even, I mean, you do it all the way across the auditorium, probably. Yeah, I so I can leave my phone right here on this desk, and, and I mean. Go outside? Anywhere in my house. Do you think if you went like uh, outside to do yard work, it would connect? So I've I've left it in the in the kitchen and done stuff out front. And occasionally, if I had my body turned just right, it would start the start to crackle and cut in and out. And I think that's just, there's just so much stuff through the kitchen, through the staircase. Yeah, like how walls. often are you not going to have your phone with you that close? Yeah, you know. And I bet if I left my phone in the living room, it wouldn't have been a problem. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's a handful of times every day where I'm like frustrated because the cord of my headphones gets caught on like, <sighs> like in my car specifically. Like, yes. I keep my phone in the cup holder and I listen to like podcasts when I'm driving or whatever, and it'll get caught like on the gear shift or like mm-hmm. I'll keep it the under emergency my emergency sh- brake. Oh, yeah, like wrapped around it and, and then it'll I, just like, rip it out of my <laughs> like, ears. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> or I I have them plugged in 
and I want to put on my seatbelt, but I forget to put them on the outside of the seatbelt, yes. so I have to take them off and like pull them through. It's like, if I didn't have a wire, this would all be prevented and make my life so much easier. The number of times before I got these that I was like cooking something in the kitchen and caught the drawer handle. Oh. And it just, it's so violent and upsetting the way <laughs> it that is. it rips rips them out of your ears. Because you're just like listening, you're all happy, and then all of a sudden it just tears them from your <laughs> it ears. It almost like turns your head too. Yeah, like. and it just would enrage me every time. I'd be like, ah, I can't believe. Uh, <clears throat> so yes, it's been a massive life improvement. Yeah, I, I think, <laughs> it, would, I think it would improve my life, you know, at least 60 to 70%. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe next time we record, I'll, uh, (laughs) (laughs) this has convinced me. This whole conversation has convinced Uh, me. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. Well, cool. I think that just about does it for today's show. Yeah, that's good. And that's kind of our, uh, if you have any feedback about your Apple devices, we'd love to hear it. If you've got feedback about your Android devices, I don't uh, want to hear it. Maybe, maybe, maybe not the the <laughs> podcast for you. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, we love we love all Android users equally. We just love Apple users a little, a little better, yeah. a little more. Yeah. So, <laughs> Especially because uh, that one Android user always ruins text message threads. Yeah, once you see the green bubble pop up, it's just like, just, oh man, what just happened? Normally, Who I just is delete, I delete that number from the from the, <laughs> from the group chats. Like, oh, I'm not. You don't have to be part of this. Uh, you can just stay uh, out of it. And then you see everybody still trying to use it like normal, liking things, hearting things. Yeah, it's just for, and then like, and, and then you just get that weird. Justin liked this sentence. Yeah, and it's like, gosh dang, frustrating. Yep, those green bubbles, man. They're yep. they're death traps. <laughs> It's rare now too. I feel like I don't see a ton of them that much. Yeah. At least with the people I'm in communication with. Yeah. Try to try, <laughs> try to stick to our click. <laughs> uh, uh, well, awesome. If you enjoy the show, consider going on to iTunes. It'll take a couple of minutes. Rate and then also review. Reviews would help tremendously yeah. getting the podcast out in front of more ears. So yeah, uh, yeah. Any reviews uh, would be helpful. Five star reviews would be preferable. Yeah. But but yeah. anything you got for us, uh, we'll get. Yeah. Uh, we'll take. And at the end of the day, we want to make this show better too. Yeah. So be honest and let us know because we want to make it better for you that's listening as well. Yeah, we already removed soccer for you, so yeah, there geez. you go. What else do you want? <laughs> what else do you want from us? So go on there, uh, like it, subscribe if you haven't. Uh, tell your friends about it. Word of mouth, spread the word. Yeah. And. Uh, Yeah, hopefully we'll have some fun conversations uh, with all of you out there about Apple devices soon. So until next time, I'm Justin. I'm Justin. And we'll see you next time.